That's amazing that you're able to switch like that on keys. It's incredible. Mama's incredible. Beautiful. Well, for sure it is. It's amazing. Okay. So, Chavra. What is chus? What is chus to sit together? <laughs> you know, it's like it's like a card game. You know, like an Avdol person's playing for money. Every person contributes. A, you know, there's a pot in the middle. Everybody contributes a little bit. Play dreidel. Every person puts something in. There's a pot, and I feel that when we sit around with this chavra specifically, but really all the yidden that we're all zeicha to learn with. We come here, we sit around the table, and we put something on the table. <clears throat> Inside, we're all contributing something. We all want something out of this. We're all coming together every Sunday night for a reason. We want to start our week in a certain way. We're contributing our ratzon. We're contributing something deep inside of us that wants to grow, that wants to be better, that wants to live a more connected life. We contribute to this week. We say thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Even before starting anything. The fact that we have a table to put um, non-physical metaphors onto. Huh? Who takes the winnings? Who takes the winnings? All of us. All of us. That's the chiddush. Just like a flame, right? You can spread it on all the wicks. We mamish take no. We don't split. We mamish walk away with all of it. All of it. That's the avoid over here. And so the truth is that the past couple of weeks. What did you say? He said all of that. He's got commission to pay. He's got so all of us, the, the past couple of weeks, what we've been essentially doing, we're getting our feet wet a little bit. Just for the newcomers, for the chavah that are the first time learning the safer, getting into this kind of learning. We've been doing a little small teaching here, a small teaching there, uh, collections of different teachings, different tzaddikim, learning it together. I think that it's time that we really start. Mamish start as a chabura. We're locked in. Our Hashem, there's consistency. The chavah is in. The chavah wants to learn. The chavah wants to grow wants to explore. And the small teachings are not what Lukut Imran is known for. Lukut Imran is known for the long teachings. Lukut Imran is known for the kaleidoscopic tapestries that Rabbi Nachman weaves, taking concepts from Kala to Arkula, highlighting the connections between them, applying it to our lives. Kaleidoscopic, like a kaleidoscope. Right? You look through a lens and you see all the different uh, things. And, so kaleidoscopic means it's just fragments of different sparks of light that Rabbi Nachman weaves together into this incredible, incredible masterpiece of a sefer. And Rabbi Nassim, other tzaddikim, explain that what Torah is supposed to do is it's supposed to essentially serve as a kli, like a lens through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light shines to us. It's supposed to give us a, a yad, like a person wants to pick up a, like a pitcher that doesn't have any handle, you know? So theoretically, you can pick it up with two hands. But the pitchers come with handles. You, you have something to hold on to. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ein Sof. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinite. Na Sagan Hashem. Can't connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu like that. But what we could do is we could hold on to the handles that he gives us, which is the Torah. Another mashal is like garments. Rav says that all the different hasagas of the tzaddik that the tzaddik is teaching and revealing through his teachings and his and his tairas is like a garment, like um, like a person uses a garment 
to allow himself to be revealed in public. On different occasions, we wear different things. We, we manifest our personality in different ways. Each Torah here is a, is, a, is a garment. So it's like this whole Sefer, the Lekut with all of these Torahs, it's essentially a closet filled with clothes, filled with garments. And each page, each two pages is a different outfit, Kivyacho, that a Kodesh Baruch wears, the totality of whom we're able to grasp when we make our way from lesson to lesson and get to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu as He manifests through Tara Aleph and how He manifests through Tara Beis and how He manifests through Tara Gimel. Different asagas, different flashes of clarity, of perception that like a person, a mushal, it's been given a person is walking through a very, very dark forest and a person's lost his way. He doesn't necessarily need the whole place to be lit up by floodlights. And yeah, in the right place. Come through. Come through, come through. This way. Yeah, come on in. I think it might be like a delivery or something. He's still in the right place. He's uh, still delivering. Yeah. He's still doing <laughs> 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 So, see, garments. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so a person, a person that's lost in a forest doesn't need floodlights, you know, to, 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 to turn on and to illuminate the whole setting sometimes all you need is just a flash of lightning a flash of lightning and boom it lights up it's everybody's marshal I don't know I, don't, I, don't, I never saw it from, from Rabbi Nachman specifically um, but it's it's one of those Michelin, you know insert your favorite grab it. no I don't think so no, I think by the mustard said you can also get this marshal a flash of lightning a flash of illumination all of a sudden you get your bearings and it goes dark again. But now you're able to go for as long as you can remember the, the landscape as far as the eye can see. And then there's another flash of lightning. We live in a very dark world. We live in a very confusing time. And these tires from Rabbi Nachman are flashes of lightning that light up the setting around us, lift us up like the Masil Susharim's muscle, you know, the maze. And there's a person who's at the gazebo in the middle. He's already gotten there. And he looks down on the maze and he's able to give you advice, like where to go. Even if you can't see it yourself, b'chush. But you can trust that there's someone who knows. There's someone who knows. There's someone who's been there, done that. There's someone who understands what this world is. And that someone is the tzaddik. And particularly this tzaddik that we're zochah to learn from. What a privilege. That's what these tyras are, these long tyras, these glorious lessons, these garments. And so I wanted to begin at the beginning. And we'll see if we'll continue in this way sequentially, but I already have Torah days. I've given many, many shirim and Torah days. They're online. So I want to try to cover the tyras I haven't really done yet. And Torah Aleph, it's the first, so it makes sense to start. And not only to start because it's the first, there's a reason that it's first. It's because it's very, very, very crucial and fundamental. And it's almost an introduction of sorts to Rabbi Nachman's um, Sefer in the sense of starting to get a feel for the style of Rabbi Nachman's Torah and what he does and how he builds these structures and also may well be a foundation, like you lay the foundation for a building, or you sowed for the entire Sefer in the sense of the Hasaga that he's giving us here really what life is, really a mission statement, what the purpose of the rest of Lukut Tamran is, what sits at the core of what Rabbi Nachman intended to reveal to the world. So I was there a couple of years ago to write this Sefer on this Torah, on Torah Aleph, it's called Sunlight of Redemption. 
Um, probably, I don't, actually, I don't know if you can get it on Amazon, Eliezer pointed out, um, but maybe through Feltheim or one of the bookstores. So it's here in written form, but I've never given Shiram on it. And I wanted to do this properly. I wanted to do it slowly. This is going to be our limit for the next couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. And I want to do it properly. I want to do it by IMAC. I want to live with the Torah. It's not just to learn it one night and you move on and the next week it's something else. I want to move in. So I'm inviting you. It's moving day. I mamish want to invite you. Move in with me. Move in. Let's get the Torah clear. We can say it in our sleep, backwards and forwards. I used to do this, walk in the streets of Meishar when I was learning in, in Sharitvuna in the mirror. And I would walk around and mamish just go through all the Torahs. Boom, 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 boom. Step by step. You can have it. You can have it on your fingertips. And when you do, you're never alone. And when you do, even when it's dark, it's light. Because in your head already, you're able to bring back the clarity that you, that you may have lost. And it's mamish chazara. Mamish, mamish, you know, it's very important to be able to get clarity in these tarot. So the first thing we're going to do over the next three weeks probably is just to learn the pashtas. Just to go through the teaching, learn it together, step by step, piece by piece. Right here, I got it, I got it, I got it. Thank you. So a step by step, piece by piece. And then we're going to go through it with Mepharshim. And then we're going to go do the Lakutei Halachasani. So that way, we can appreciate what this thing is, a Torah in the Kutumran. It's not like some nice Torah that you learn. Rabbi Nachman said, each one of my teachings, he said, you can use it as a portal through which to take a new look at Torah Shavik Sav and Torah through the lens of one page in the Sefer. And everything changes. And you find Ramazim tape everywhere. And it unlocks Torah. It's, it speaks for itself. Mamish speaks for itself. So before we begin, I wanted to learn a little bit about the teaching that we're going to learn. Um, every Torah in Lakut has a story about how it came to be revealed. They're not in order. Ibn Ahmed wasn't like presenting a series of lectures on a particular topic. Each one has a different, it's called the Sipur Hiskalus. It's the story of how it came about. Rabbi Nachman taught this particular teaching. This sefer is called Pe'er Halukutim, and it collects all of the teachings, all the major commentaries on Lukutim Ran. So over here in front of you, you know, just to, to get you a, you know, just have a picture of what I'm talking about. Torah Aleph in the sefer, the way that it looks, is this. It's this page, and it's this, and it's this column until here. This is Torah Aleph. It's not even a full daf. <clears throat> it's three columns. One, two, three. In this Sefer, in this edition, this in the middle is the Lukut Imran, and this is all the, the commentaries. And each commentary is a different <clears throat> contribution, excuse me, to the understanding of the Sefer. It's a beautiful, beautiful project, I just want to say, actually, to where Torah Aleph goes. Um... So this this is all this is all Torah. What's that? Who are the commentaries? Um, obviously, primarily from the Kutei That's Nachanovea, and that's this 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 part over here. The Kar Chachma goes through all the Mekayrus. There have been often quotes of the quotes of Pasuk. They bring all the Rishonim on it, relevant Rishonim, Rashi, Radak, Sfarno, and so on. And Zara Kadosh also the flesh out to give you the context for it. On the bottom, um, Yalka Tanachal is pretty much. 
collections from other places in the Kuti Alachis and other on other teachings that relate to this. Malue Chachma is from the Mefarshim, which were Brasliver Hasidim throughout the generations from the time of, of Reb Nachman Tolchiner, who was a primary disciple of Reb Nassim, Reb Avram ben Reb Nachman was his Talmud, and, and Reb Levi Yitzhak Bender, Reb Shmuel Shapira, and the Yemei Shmuel, Reb Shmuel Horowitz, there's Mei Hanachal, Be'ibe Hanachal, many different commentaries that were written on the Kutumran. Uh, from the, from the you know, today there's many, 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 but those are all from Haintig, like Reb Arish, for example, as a parish, and Chaim Kramer as a parish, called Arachaim. Um, so this is what it does, and on the side over here they bring the relevant the Kutei Tefilas. What's that? Chaim Kramer has yeah. a parish in Hebrew. It's the same. It's the same parish in English, but it's translated. The black one. So and this over here they bring the Kutei Tefilas. So every time you learn three lines, you could daven it right away. And people learn like Gemara said, Mamish, Mamish. And actually, the reason why they did this is because Rabbi Nachman himself said, one day they're going to print the Kutei like they print the Gemara, and they did. So I don't know if he said it because they were going to do it or they did it because he was going to say it, but be that as it may, it is, right? So they're putting these out. This whole Sefer goes until the sixth Torah. There are 411. This is just until Torah Vav. And so I think they came out with four volume. No, no, no. They came out with four. It goes into like, like Torah Lamed maybe. Like they're just starting. So Baruch Hashem, we're living in a, in a tremendous time. So in the beginning of this um, Torah over here, in a section called Sipur Hiskalas Hamaimer. You don't have this in front of you, but just try to listen. He says like this. Hatayra Aleph Ashrei, this Torah that's called Ashrei Tamimedarech, that's the heading, as you see the bold, uh, the Pasuk that the whole thing is based on, also known as Taira Aleph, which is how we refer to teachings in the Quran, by the word Taira, which is teaching Aleph and Beis and Gimel and so on. This is the first. Nivnal Dibor Admar. This is built on a dibor, an expression of Rabbi Nachman's chusya gunalinu. Sha'amar that he said, Ma yesh adam What is there for a person to do in this world? All of us want to know what to do. All of us want to know how to spend our time. All of us want to know how to be happy. All of us want to know how to live meaningful lives. All of us want to know what to do. Says the Rebbe in Yiddish, Davenin, in learning, in davening, which means lehispalel v'lilmoid v'lehispalel. Three things a person has to do: davening, learning, and davening. This was Rabbi Nachman's maimer. Bepshitus, without getting into what to learn and how to learn and what derech alimoid and what part of this and that. Simple: davening, learning, and davening. Pashta. Very simple. This is what we try to fill our time with if we can. And davening doesn't mean a long Shemana Esri Mincha. It means mamish talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu all the time. Which takes it out of the realm of tefillah. Because tefillah presumably is like, okay, I'm, I'm consciously davening now. And it just means like, Hashem is my wingman. HaKadosh Baruch is my buddy. HaKadosh Baruch is mamish accompanying me all the time. I live with him, so I speak to him. Not, not, not so much like I'm davening to him. But I'm in constant, constant communication with him. He's my partner. Can't go anywhere without him. Davening and learning and davening. And we're going to learn in the context of Tara Aleph that learning also means more than sitting by a safer. It means more than that too. It, means, it certainly means that. We're going to see the way that Rabbi Nachman defines learning. Tara, Tara Koyach, we're going to see, but Oymek, what he means. And what he means, Tfila, is very different from the standard understanding 
And then we come to understand that we could taka be learning and davening and learning our whole life. Our whole life. And this is what the Neshama wants to do. And it means more, again, than just davening three times a day. Halavai, you know, we should be doing that too. And, and, and learning starim. Halavai, we should be doing that too. It means more than both of these things. As we're going to see. And here it tells a story, that there was a chassid that came to Rabbi Nachman when we still, in the beginning, he lived in a city called Medvedevka in Ukraine. And this person came complaining, if Hashem was even interested in his tefillahs, if his tefillahs were getting answered, he wasn't sure. He wasn't sure. Listen to this. The person saw that other people don't like him. He's not in favor with other people. He doesn't have social skills. He's not able to connect with other people. Specifically because he's davening for such a long time, he doesn't have chen by them. They don't, they don't, they don't find that pleasant. So, Amalai, so, so, he, so he worried, maybe I don't have chen by HaKadosh Baruch Hu also. If I'm not finding, we, we say, we should, we should be nimsa chen be'ene alekim va'adam. Right? Should be doing things that are pleasant, both to HaKadosh Baruch and to people. He said, well, people don't like it. How do I know that Hashem is answering my tefillah? So Ibn Achman said, listen, a possible suggestion is that right after tefillah, he should see to it, sit down after davening and learn something. Doesn't have to be for a long time. Doesn't have to be a particular limud. If it's Shnai Mikra, if it's Mishnayas, if it's Gemara, it's Tanach, Musr, learn something. Rabbi Nachman says, if you'll do this, Muvtach, it's guaranteed. She is scabbled Your Tvila will become accepted. And then you'll have grace, both right. by Hashem yeah. and by people. Yeah, yeah. That he didn't have chen in. He wasn't dominating the learning of that. He was right, yeah? In a sense. Yeah, he was worried. Wow. So Ibn Achman said that, that even, as we're going to learn, even by a Kaddish Baruch, there's a way of increasing chen. There's a way of increasing chen. Doesn't mean that, why? It could just mean that he's found what's chen by the Why didn't he say no? What do you mean? Let me say, of course, Hashem, you have chen by Hashem. He didn't say that. Maybe he felt that if he'd say that to that person, the person would have been remorseful, then you'll come, satisfied in the English guy, that's going to grow further. But he wants to also say to him, go push the girl by an end, probably by an end. Well, you had to write to well, we're going to get to that in a minute. But what's interesting is actually in the Lushan, he doesn't he doesn't clearly say to him, yeah, Yutaka don't have chen. Meaning he could have been answering just the Anashim part. Because he said over here, the Yilechin Vachashivas, Eitze Elikim Ve'anashim. So, he might, right, he might have just been referring to it helping with other people. But in the no, but in the context of the Torah, you see that it's it's talking klapish shmaya as we're going to see. After some time, some time went by. So the same person came back, also complaining. He doesn't have clarity in his learning. It's not shining for him like the sun. It's not clear to him. Isn't the Torah called the sun? Chazal say, the Torah is called the sun, it's clarity, and he doesn't find that it's clarity. Calm down, wanting everything to be clear to you like the sun. First let it be clear to you like the moon. And there's tremendous depth in what Rabbi Nachman meant to tell him, as we're going to see what this is, the moon and the sun 
Seichel Tachta and Seichel Elyon. We're going to learn about this. And then it will become illuminated like the sun. Can you imagine this person's chus? Uh, from these, this series of visits of him wanting to cl- get close to Hashem and asking advice from the tzaddik, not about business and not about when to sell and not about what stock to buy. Uh, like today, you know, a lot of people are with the Rebbe's. Like, this is what they're talking about. Rabbi Nachman didn't want that at all. He got very upset when people came to him and asked him business things. He says, this, for this, you need a, a soul master. He says, why aren't you coming and asking me about Avodah Hashem? That's what I'm here for. And everything else will mamela fall into place. So from this person coming and asking betamimahs, Hundreds of thousands of you then over 200 plus years and until Mashiach comes are reaping the benefits of Torah Aleph from this guy. Amazing thing. Other, otherwise, I don't know if Rabbi Nachman would have revealed this Torah, which as we'll see incorporates all of these in Yanim. Rabbi Nachman told him, learn B'Koyach. We're going to learn about what that means. Learn with strength. And then you'll take pleasure in the learning. But the main thing is, and of course this is the Hasag of the Levana, which we'll learn, this is what he meant. First let it be like the moon, and then it will shine like the sun. It should be with simplicity. With simplicity, just do the learning. Simple. Try to, as much as we can, try to work on yourself. Because the Yitzhar Mamash wants to make a person crazy. So the first thing is, Try to be a little bit normal. Meaning, try to distance yourself from the crazy roller coaster of the insanity of this inner voice and try to gain some yeshavadas and some self-respect and some self, self-restraint and, and clarity to become an Adam, which we'll also learn about. And then some time went by. So then he came to Simcha And this time he was Overjoyed. And he told Rabbi Nachman, that these pieces of advice that Rabbi Nachman gave him, just essentially two things, learn a little bit after you daven, and the learning that you're doing should be with simplicity without trying to demand any big madrega from it. Get there. Simple. Rejoice in the fact that you're learning. Rejoice in the fact that you're connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu when you read a Pasuk. It's the greatest, greatest sense of connection and dvekos and feel that and rejoice in that. Be besimcho with that on your level. He came and he told Rabbi Nachman this derech that he was makabal, but he applied. And that's the main thing is you could learn a billion tires and liquid Dhamran and everything else. If we don't try to put it into practice, which is one of the most unique things about liquid Dhamran, that there are practical pieces of advice. You can apply what you learn. It doesn't stay in the luft you know, somewhere floating around in the air. You can mamish put it into practice. But to me, Masubshitas, that's the main thing. So he applied it. He said it illuminated all of his paths. And then Rabbi Nachman revealed this lesson. And then he said, What does a person need to do in this world? Davenin and learning and davenin. Daven, learn. Davin, and of course the second davening is the first davening, so then it becomes learn, and then davin, and then learn, and this is life. This is life. This is life. And we're going to see again the definitions of these that make it a little bit more down to earth, because it's not, it's not uh, the mashkiach in base medrash, you know, telling us you have to learn more and you have to daven stronger. It means something entirely different. It means to live a life of Torah, which we'll learn what the Torah is. What Torah B'Koyach means, 
what seichel sheish bechol davar means, the intellect and the depth and everything. We'll get there. So he says, when Misha Baki hated B'tayra Azais, a person that understands this lesson, which we're going to learn together, Yuchel having Sas, you can understand a little bit, Shekhal Hanem Arsham, whatever is written in that Taira, Haimein Amarish, Allah Ishallah is Birimiza. Right? Everything that Rabbi Nachman told to this guy, that's what the Taira is. Uksas Mimur, Bisipurim Isis. Okay, and then he goes on to something a little bit a little bit different, not going to get into now. Okay, one more piece. Small paragraph. Shamati Meadani Avizakani. He writes over here that he heard from his grandfather. I'm not sure who this is. Rinas Tzion. I don't know who that is. I don't know who his grandfather is. But he heard from his grandfather, Kabbalah, by the breast of Chasidim Shatara Aleph Shabalukutamran, that this lesson that we're going to learn, <laughs> Namra was said, was said over, <laughs> was said over before Reb Nassim came close to Rabbi Nachman, which we learned about last week, the Scarvus of Reb Nassim, the place of Reb Nassim. This Torah was given over before that. <laughs> How much pain he was having, Reb Nassim was having, <laughs> that Reb Nachman felt that he lost grace in their eyes. And they were looking at him, in a very negative way. They didn't understand him, what he wanted, why he was doing what he was doing, why he was so excited about this young man that he discovered in some unknown village in Ukraine. That he had closeness to them before he started getting close to the rabbi, and they're, and they're, and they're, and they're attacking him about his the same thing like this other guy. Showed him in his writings this teaching that he had written down. And he said to him, Learn Torah again, this word, which we're going to learn means. I have to get into what this is. Everything will sort itself out, everything will become rectified. If we can apply this, and that's the way that things were. Rav Nassan applied this, which we're going to learn. And everything sorted itself out. Is that gonna come meaning will physically or will be like No, no, practically the mat the, the it sorted itself out. It's a new word that I learned here, sorted, right? Sorted. In America I think they say covered. Right? So over here, like if you need something done, it's oh sorted. Um it 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 was sorted. Zell. It's a very British thing, sorted, no? He's like it was just put away in some closet somewhere, it was boxed up, it's finished, and there's no problems, it's sorted, sorted, right? No, Americans say gotcha. Right, I think in America they say covered. Covered is so American. Covered, covered, covered. Okay, so here we go. Let's jump into it, Chavra. Ashrei to me made darach alchem azaras Hashem. I used to say, and I still feel the same way. That if I, I think I still feel the same way. That if I had to go to an island somewhere and I can only take one one page of a safer with me. I would rip out Tara Aleph and take it with me. Because I mamish feel that it is hakol hakol hakol. As we're going to see, it's a derech shlema in life. Wouldn't and it's everything. Tarah What's that? Wouldn't take Tara Aleph? Tara Aleph. Tara Aleph. First of all, Tara Aleph is more than one page. But Tara, if I could take one page, I would take Tara Aleph. Because I really feel that if we can get this down pat and we can mamish get it right, 
This is all that we need from Rabbeinu Akadosh. This is all that we need. This is all that we need. I feel that this is essentially the sum total of his teaching, and there's a reason that it's first. There's a mamish a reason that Rabbi decided to put this Torah first. It's meant to be second, right? There's something about that, no? Really? I don't know. I never heard that. Yeah. Yeah, find out. I was after thinking that would make more sense because of the meaning of the yid that holds about the yid. That's Tarvav. As you're saying, Tarvav should have been first? No, because you're saying... Ah, ah, what the Aleph is. Hold the yid is the Aleph. What the Aleph is. Beautiful. Yeah, I remember Leza saying once that... Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's find out. But listen, however it was intended, at the end of the day, at the, at the end of the day, Hashkacha had it that this is first, and this was the first teaching that I that I learned. I bought the Sefer after the whole, my whole story with Ramat Efrak, all thing, and I remember, I'll never forget it. I came into the base Medrash of Shari Tuna, and I just opened the Sefer to the beginning. My life, my life changed like almost instantly, almost instantly. The manner of speaking, the sensibility, the clarity. And Mark Hashem, I was to have been reading a little bit Rabari Kaplan, in the English books. So I was familiar with some of the Musagim, and it mamish. It lit me up. It lit me up. Filled me with light and warmth. And uh, nothing was. Nothing was ever the same. So, strap yourselves in. Because here we go. Says David HaMalach, the first Pasuk in the very, very, very lengthy capital Kufyutes in Tehillim. We're not going to, for sure not going to finish this tonight, obviously. It's going to take a couple of weeks, but I think it's important. Keep the papers if you can. Maybe if you want to even bring a pen and, and, and if you want to write notes or you want to underline, you make it your own. But mamish, live with this. Fold it up and keep it in your pocket. Take it with you. Take it with you. Look at it. Review it. We're living with this Torah now. We're living with it. Says the Hilgar Da. You should know. And first I'm going to explain it. I'll be pashas. I'm not, I'm not doing any, anything beyond just a simple understanding for now. A person needs to know that by way of Torah, and we're going to see what this is, Torah, which we're going to get into, but for now it just means Torah, right? Hashem's revelation of His will through Torah Shabbat and through the oral tradition of Torah Shabbat Peh, Al Yidei HaTorah, which is also pretty vague, doesn't say Al Yidei Limen HaTorah, Al Yidei HaTorah, by way of Torah, amazing, Yashukah, you got us sorted, covered, <laughs> corded, suttered. <laughs> all of our prayers, all of our requests, that we're requesting, that we're davening, are accepted. Like Rabbi Nachman had told that individual, learn a little bit Torah after you daven. Al yidei ha by way of Torah, our tefillahs and our requests are niskablim, are accepted. And so that's chiddush number one. Ordinarily, we, we think that Torah and tefillah are two completely different things. What, what shaykh is one thing has to the next. We have to daven, we have to express our will to Hashem, and we have to learn. We have to know what to do. What's the kesher between the two? So the first thing Rabbi Nachman says, they are mashpia on one another. This is already a huge chiddush. 
that's mission statement number one. That's just the first thing. And there's another element that Torah brings about in a Jew's life. This, of course, again, was what Rabbi Nachman was telling that person. The grace and the prominence of what it means to be a Jew, of our Jewishness as individuals and our Jewishness as a nation. Nis'ala is elevated and lifted up before whomever it needs to be drawn out and lifted up. Our grace, our chen, and our chashivas, our inherent greatness, both in a spiritual sense and in a physical sense. Now, on one level, it can seem that these are two separate things, right? Tyra does two things. It helps our tefillahs be neskabel, if we're learning, and we're also davening, and it, it, it causes our chen to be elevated and drawn out to the surface, both spiritually and practically. But upon deeper reflection, we see that these two things are mamash one, as we're going to see later on in the lesson. When does a person have his requests filled? When do we jump to do what a person is asking if they have chen? If they have chen. And they're asking with chen, and it's in such a way that we want to respond. And we want to, we want to help them. We want to be connected to them. So Rabbi Nachman says, right? This is how Torah enables our tefillahs to be re- accepted. And our requests, both spiritually vis-a-vis Hashem and physically vis-a-vis other people, the Torah brings out our chen. And therefore, it enables that our tefillahs should be responded to favorably. Ki achshav. Why does our grace need to be drawn out? Where is it? Where is it gone? Why isn't it already there? Says the Rebbe, Because now, due to our many sins, The true grace and prominence of the Jewish nation, Nafal, has had a tremendous, tremendous urea. Ki because now, the primary prominence and grace is by the guy. It's not by the Jewish nation. And the Jewish nation is downtrodden, and the Jewish nation is ridiculed, and the Jewish nation, vis-a-vis the Goyim, even in our physical appearance, we're very unremarkable, we're very short, most of us, right? We're, 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 we, have a certain, we have a certain physical, right? He's already living in Gula, you know. But the rest of us that are still in Galas, who can't play piano uh, on all the capoed scales, the rest of us, we're, 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 we're looked down upon. We're looked down upon. We're not particularly great. And we're not the ones that are in charge in a cultural level. Technically, even the nations of the world understand this causes us a great deal of other issues that politically and, in, and so on and so forth. The Jews are behind things. But the Jews aren't ordinarily as Jews, right? Meaning Yiddishkeit in and of itself has no chen by the nations of the world. Look at the numbers. Look at the stats. Are the major religions. There are billions and billions and billions of Christians. There are very, 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 very few Yiddin. And the number of Goyim that wake up and say, wow, there's something here that's so beautiful. Even people that have been exposed to it. There are Peter Santanello and all the rest on YouTube that are spreading and you know Yiddishkeit and giving people an insight into it. Very few are the numbers, and it's growing, Baruch Hashem, but very few are the numbers of those that are like, wow, like I sense the beauty of a, of a Chanasa Sefer Torah, like I, I sense it, they have no kalim for it. 
It's not what people care about. That's not what people are interested in. Am Yisrael's chen and chashivas and galus is very, very low. And the ikr chen and chashivas is etzlam. It's by the gayim. Why do you say it's low more than ever? Like, we know that we, this is how we were supposed to be. We're not supposed to be... We're supposed to be downtrodden in galus. That's the whole point. Now it is. That's now it is, but ultimately our whole purpose in Avodah Hashem yeah, is slowly not, being masakin things to get closer and closer to a time it's of Gula. It's not to be any different now than it was, let's say, in times of the Romans. We also, I mean, that's... But that wasn't a, that wasn't a lichatchila, meaning we understand why logically it's a Gediyevet. Right, but Rabbi Nachman's Chiddush, and I would say the Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov, and the Chiddush of the Tzadik Mapnimim understood Galus and Gula as not being two completely different time periods, so that there's Galus, 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 and then boom, a light you know, turns on and Mashiach is here. It's that our avoida in Galus is slowly but surely to allow the sunlight of redemption, right? The dawn of the Gula to slowly but surely rise in accordance with our avoida. And the Baal Shem Tov went so far as to say that the ultimate Gula of all of Am Yisrael is nothing more than a collection of each individual's personal Gula. And the tzaddikim like these wanted to help us break free, even though we're still in galas. But in our own inner life, we could already start living on the level of all the psukim that talk about the revelation of Hashem's covet, like we spoke about, to live with Hashem as a partner, as a living, vibrant reality. That's what we want. That's what we're waiting for the whole world to wake up and realize we can begin living that way in our own lives, as we're going to see. That's mamish part of this very Torah that we're going to be learning, which is why, again, I said it's so foundational. And we're mamish going to see how he says that straight out. Mama, straight out. We could be Zaycha to live this way even now, specifically now. And in so doing, we're bringing the world closer and closer and closer and closer to that time that's the culmination of a process and is not a one time event where Mashiach comes and now it's a completely different world. We are playing a part right now as we sit here learning in bringing the world closer to that, to that place. So now he says in Gullus. Because we're trying to rectify this problem called Galus. And the solution is called Gula. And that means that we need to invest our experience of Galus slowly but surely with megadoses of Gula that we're able to shine into our own souls and actualize through our own Avaida. Through Tyra, which we're going to learn about what it means. The grace and the prominence of Am Yisrael becomes revealed. And it's even true, by the way, historically speaking, the more that we tried to be like the Gaim, the more they hated us. It was a, it was a, it was a svara, right, for time. Pre-war and the Holocaust, what's that? Post-war. But even, even hundreds of years ago, there was always this, there was always this um, svara that Jews had. We have to be more like them. And the Pasuk clearly says, Hain am But levada doesn't mean downtrodden. It means appreciated in and of themselves. Looked toward as a, as, as, a, as a ship that's being tossed around by a stormy sea. Like those people looked toward a lighthouse. That was supposed to be Am Yisrael. Looked up to, but not integrated. Hain am levada We represent something. We're trying to enable the world to get to a certain place. Literally, that's what we're supposed to be. So that ki base si base tfili yikar lachala amen. 
so that we can spread this imuna to, to the whole world. The most, the most inspiring thing to me, mamish, the most, the most, when I need chizuk, I go on YouTube and I look for stories of Geirin. That's the most inspiring thing for me. The most. They have to be black. Huh? They have to be black. They have to be, if they're black, it's even better. Yeah. Black. Finally, man. Hey, we were just speaking about you, right? We just, speaking about you. so now we can ask you. Thank you so much for coming. Serious question. Did you want to say to us? Thank you. Thank you for working. Thank you so much for coming, Laser. Such a chizik for us. Abyssal Zeichget. Laser, you want to say about Torah Bay? It was meant to be talking about you first. And then, do I imagine saying the other one? I imagine lost things you said. Yeah, I don't know what Torah is. Okay, find that for us. I was busy saying that Torah Aleph is Mamish. It's first for a reason. Because it's the it's the Pesach and the Yisoyed. Geirim, Chevra. Geirim, 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 Geirim. Geirim. Bezer Hashem, after the Shir, I have to find it. Um, it was just posted earlier today. I was looking up something else. This is how YouTube works. Right? Of course, I was looking up Rav Asher Freund. Certain stories that I'm trying to research, and some people say that it's from him, and I want to write something on it, and it turns out it's not from him. It's from a Talmud. Anyway, and uh, popped up in my feed two African-American gayrim who were interviewing Nisim Black. I, mamish, I, I didn't have the time because I wanted to do something else. I Mamish couldn't pull away. HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world in such a way that all the people that walk around high and mighty with big messiahs and looking down on other people to say, this is the only way. We, ha- we know what real Yiddishkeit is and so on. With all the Lamdanas and, and all the big Tvilas and everything else. I'm telling you right now, Evan Ma'asu Abaynim Hoysil Rosh Pina. The Tmimus, the Pshitos of Bali Tshuva Bechlal, Geirim Bifrat. David HaMalach, David Malka Meshicha. The brokenheartedness, the openness, the authenticity, the vulnerability, the honesty, the sincerity, the passion. They have it. They have it. We need to sit by their feet, Miss Abi Ba'afra Glam. And the tzaddikim that we look up to, we look up to and measure. That's a that's in accordance to the to the measure of this that they had. This is what tzaddikim are. This is what Sadiqim are. I have to send you this, this interview. It's must watch. Mamish, mamish, must watch. Oh, you found it already? Yeah. Must watch. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorted. Sorted. Right, exactly. Sorted. So, Chavar, this is what it is. This is what it is. The more that we try to be like the Gaim, the more that they remind us that we're not like the Gaim. And the more that we embrace fully, not culturally, fully be-emes, be-emes, be-emes who we are, the more people respond to it. And by the way, the more, so to speak, postmodern, godless, cynical the world gets, the more this is true. And I say something now that I, I, I believe in. I believe in. It's not intuitive. Because a lot of people look at the massive that the world is in and they say that it's falling apart. And in certain ways it is. But I believe that the world is going to get and is getting and maybe has already gotten to such a place of aimlessness that all of a sudden, radical, radical drachim in, in ruchnius, like intense spirituality, 
is just as viable an option as as any, as anything else. It's already happening. Right. It's already happening. Meditations are coming. Up all this stuff. Because why not? Because why not? When you strip away all the quote unquote norms, all of a sudden there's no locus like a center point. This is normal, and that's far out. Everything's far out and everything's close because there's no longer any frame of reference for what a person can choose to do or not do. And I think that that's a wonderful thing. It's coming with its spheres and it's coming with its with people getting lost in all kinds of strange things. But there are people getting lost in all kinds of wonderful things. Mamish, in all kinds of wonderful things. I recommend, it's a certain, you have to have Caleb for it. You have to have a little bit of a background in it as well. And there's a certain very interesting person called Rav Shagar. Rashawn Gershon Rosenbaum. Rosenberg. Rosenbaum, Rosenberg. Anybody heard of Rav Shagar? No? He has a very, very interesting derech. Very interesting derech. It's called um, Faith Shattered and Restored. It's the name of a, of a book, which is a collection of essays scattered throughout his Hebrew writings. Very, very technical. High level. A lot of philosophy, so Breslovers probably wouldn't like to touch it so much. Um, but but he has a pierce on the Kutumran that he's written also very connected to Rabbeinu, very connected, and I've heard I'm not going to say names I've heard from real strong breast livers that they liked to look outside of the breast liver Messiah to see what Rabbi Nachman really meant in a certain way, because within the breast liver world still it's still in a certain box. This is the way we learn it. This is the way we Rabbi Nachman was so universal. And his message was so resonant for all times as things develop. We need to be looking at Rabbeinu HaKadosh through the lens of the way that things are unfolding in our times. Rav Shagar does that. Again, you need to still be rooted. This is the tension. His derech is, is shockingly profound and original, fresh. And Mamish Kishmai Kenhu, the title of the book is exactly what he does. Faith Shattered and Restored. He takes a person, I'm not going to go into it now, he takes a person to the depth of, of, of postmodern speculative confusion and he's buying it for all of us. It's, it's on the way to our house, sorted, <laughs> right? It's mom, he takes you, he, he takes you to the edge of the cliff in Amuna. And he forces you to, to ask very, very tough questions. And then with a gentle tap, he pushes you off and you, and you fly. Because he does exactly what faith shatters. It's when dogma is shattered, then you can embrace faith more fully. Because now you don't know what to believe in. And then you can mamish, you can mamish let go. You can mamish give yourself to Hashem. Be'emuna, be'emuna, pshuta, tmimas. It's not for everyone. It can be dangerous for some if, if you're not malumid in this avoida. Not so easy. Not so easy. But I know that there are neshamas that have been helped tremendously by this uh, this particular individual. And, um, and and the point that I'm getting to is that the time we're living in is, is, a, is an amazing, amazing time. Sometimes life throws you through that without, re without reading that. Yeah. yeah, most of the time life does. But it's it's very lonely sometimes when you feel that there's nobody who understood that or understands that. I mean, you can read the writings of a person who Mahamish, you know, writes on paper what you're feeling inside but couldn't even put into words. It's very cathartic, very, very therapeutic. It was for me, very. Um, this is even true for Kirov. 
This is even true for Kerev. You know, I work in an organization that's really Kerev oriented. I mean, Jewish Futures started with HUK, right? That that's their main thing. Um, and then other projects that they have are also essentially care or, or oriented. They have an organization called Shalanu. We're going to end in a few minutes. An organization called Shalanu, which works with the Israelis. They have an organization called Gift, which is still, it's a chesed organization, but it's curriculum, you know, in, in all these schools, which is trying to give over to them the Messiah of, of, of Gemil Chassadim and how that relates to a relationship with Hashem and being a giver. And that's the Yisrael of Yiddishkeit and it's all based on Rav Dessler. So the whole thing is Kiriv. And in the Kiriv world, a lot of times... The, the, the struggle is how do we normalize the teachings that we're trying to give over, meaning make them cool, make them relevant, make them hip, put them into the terms of the society so that it becomes about social justice and it becomes about taking olam and it becomes about this, that, and that. Without getting to a place where you've so watered down what Yiddishkeit is that it's, it's not even Yiddishkeit anymore. Like, okay, so you got them involved in like doing good stuff, but like it's not going to bring them one inch closer to like, you know, like Shabbos or putting on tefillin because, but, 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 but what do you mean? This is the way to make it re- relevant, right? Okay, but in making it relevant, you can put on so many levushim that it's it's a Purim costume. It doesn't it's not the thing anymore, right? And I mamish believe, I mamish believe this, and the chaver that I've seen what goes on in Uman can attest to this. <laughs> Uman doesn't try to make anything normal. Like it doesn't. It doesn't even try. Like let's be honest, the people running Uman, whoever that is, or whatever groups of people, they must know that there are thousands. <laughs> you right? Chevra must know that there are thousands of not from Jews coming, and like there's no attempt to make them feel more comfortable. It's just like we get into a mikvah which is full of mud on the floor and people crowing like roosters, which are echoing throughout the whole the whole dark mikvah because there's no electricity and it's freezing cold. Welcome, like welcome, and people are at a point where they're like, yeah, man, like, like this is it, and then they and then they start like, why not? Because this is life. Because life is bizarre. Yeah, nobody has life figured out. Yeah, no, nobody has life figured out. So, so I mamish feel, you know, and it's a little bit. I've been trying. We just had a Shabbos together. Like, a little bit. I'm trying to to get this across to some of the chaver that like. I think it's, you know, it's not as if we're having such great success, like with all of our big uh, trips and pro- programs. Not not really. And every year is a success. And maybe we set the bar too high. And maybe, you know, calls them on that all of Am Yisrael is not back. We'll never, we'll never be successful. We don't know what Hashem requires of us. We don't know what's considered good. We don't know what's considered, should we push ourselves harder? These are, I'm just giving you an insight into some of what goes on in care of organizations. These are conversations that are had. It's not easy. It's a failing. We're failing. I mean, everybody knows that. There's not one care of organization that isn't. Meaning, vis-a-vis what we need to do, Roy Vavam Yisrael doesn't know that they're Yidin. Forget about doesn't know anything about Tarah They don't know the first thing. That's a real statistic. Yeah. Yeah, Jews, they're Jews. Or maybe they know they're Jews. I mean, even beyond that, with intermarriage and multi generational, we don't we don't know what's going on anymore. We don't know. Look at the stats. they failed. Even just like in the recent years. But again, the question the question is, how do you define success? I don't want to get into that. My purpose now is not getting into that. But I I want to make a point, Trevor. I want to make a point. The point is, we need to be hidden, unabashedly, unashamedly, or your yarmulke in Birmingham. <laughs> I'm not joking. We we I'm kidding. That's a security thing. We have to be. We have to be Yidin. We have to be fully, fully, fully legamri and own it. I didn't say that question when I was young. And I think I, 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 yeah, yeah. For the record, right? It's recording. Someone did try to attack me in the chocolate factory. Not kidding. Right. <laughs> 
However, we have to be Yidin. And the more that we try to be something else, mm-hmm. but the more that we embrace this thing called Yiddishkeit, hopefully in a healthy way, guidance through tzaddikim, we're not, we're not living our life in a, in a mikvah and our house doesn't have dirty floors and sometimes we make crawl like a rooster. But, but beyond that, like you know what I'm saying, within normal proportions, in a dignified way, we need to be confident in what we have and we need to be fully outward facing in terms of what we want and what our message is. Otherwise, you risk reaching people with something else and not what you really want to reach them with. And that's a danger. And that's, we're just going to, and now that's what Rabbi Nachman, I think, is saying over here, just on a very, just opening it up again, we're learning this Alpi Pshat, I didn't get into any Omek now, on any level. Now we're just learning that, just reading the words, what he says. This, and this itself, like I said, will take a few weeks, and then, and then we'll get into it. But let's just read these lines again. Ki achshav ba'menisenu right now, chen v'chashivis ha'amiti shal Yisrael nafal. The true grace and the true prominence of Am Yisrael so we're going to learn a lot about nafal, nafal. It's ridiculed. It's trampled upon. <laughs> By all appearances, the primary items or objects of interest to the world, to the youth, right, is 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 gaish is entertainment, is sports, is is oil mazeh, oil mazeh. But when we fully again embrace. Torah, which we said is more than simply learning Torah, it means a lifestyle of Torah. It doesn't say Right now he says We're going to learn about what Yadayim are. We're going to learn about what he says later on. We're going to learn about what Koyach is. We're going to get into all of this. This is what brings about our Chain. This is what earns us respect. This is what makes them feel, ah, this person's passionate. Here's a rare person that actually has direction in life, that knows where he came from, that knows where he's going, that lives life plugged in. Ah, we have to stop trying to limit ourselves in the hope of being accepted by the world. And here, Ibn Ahmed Kiadua always brings a proof to what he says. And it's a proof that without the tzaddik and his perspective, it's very difficult, you know, to take this collection of Mamari Chazal. Like, if, for example, if I would reduce Tar Aleph to a list of Mamari Chazal and say, okay, make a mimer out of this, heads or tails we couldn't make. That's that's why you need the the, the, the ruach of a tzaddik. But every point is is, is sourced. So the Rebbe brings from a Pazig and Mishlei, Ahavim If you look in the Mepharshim there, it's a reference to Tyra. And it says that Tyra is Ayeles Ahavim. It's like a beloved doe, which is a female deer. Ayeles Ahavim, the Yalas Chain, also a kind of deer, a graceful deer. The Gemara in Erevin says it doesn't just mean a great, like Ya'al is a kind of animal. Ya'alas Chain, so a female Deer, a doe, chen, which is graceful. But the Gemara in Ervin says that the word ya'al is related to the word aliyah. Aliyah, which means to go up, something that's raised. And the Gemara says, well, if it's a reference to Torah, you know why it's called ya'alas chen? Because Torah is shema'ala chen alayim da'a. That Torah brings grace upon those that study her. 
And those that are engaged with a life of Torah, which we're going to see in the next paragraph what that means, all of a sudden we have chen. We're full of a life. We're full of vibrancy, vitality. What are people attracted to in other people? A person could be the most beautiful, handsome, uh, put-together person on the outside. If the person doesn't have life, nobody's attracted to that person. I don't want to say it in such like grub terms, but like, could have the most most attractive person in the world if they're if they're dead, right? You don't give it a second thought, right? You don't give it a second. If you, a person passes a corpse in the street, right? Could be the most pretty girl, and like, you don't. It's just not. Doesn't call you. We're not attracted to physique. We're attracted to life. And beauty is not in the right proportions of a particular body or the right features. Hmm. Beauty is in a spark in the eyes. Beauty is in a positive person, an optimistic person, a person that believes in the world, a person that has some kind of you sowed for living that he knows that, like I said, or she knows where he's coming from, where he's going. There's, there's energy. We're attracted to chiyas. All of us want to be davik in chiyas. What do we want to be davik in? We want to be davik in chayim. Says the Rebbe, you want to be davik in chayim? The Taira is called Taira Chaim. She nesenes Chaim loisa. Taira is called Taira Chaim. Eitz Chaim he lamachazikin ba. Connect yourself to Taira. You'll become a person through whom the energy of Taira radiates on every level of existence. You'll become a person who has grace by other people. And become a person that people want to be around. Become a person that's full of guidance. Li eitz of what do people need guidance for? Not for standing in one place. If a person doesn't want to take a next step, they don't need guidance. The word to guide implies that a person is going somewhere and they need guidance. The Torah is called Hayra'a, right? It's instruction. Don't need instructions if I'm not doing anything or going anywhere. The Torah is applicable to people that want to move. The Torah says, you want to move? You want to move in life? You recognize that where you are, like we learned last week, Baki Baratzai, this ain't it, right? Baki Bishayif, you're aware that you still can move. The Torah is Hayra'a. The Torah is Eitza. The Torah brings life. And through getting chen like this, going back to the first paragraph here, all of our tefillas and all of our requests become accepted. We have chen. People want to do our bidding. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks down from Shemaim and is far more likely to go ahead and to fill our requests. And we're far more likely to hear Hashem's presence whispering to us from behind every aspect of the life that we live, answering us, even if we don't have that thing happen that we actually daven for all of life. is HaKadosh Baruch Hu answering our tefillahs every step of the way. And a relationship is built when we come out of our shell and we start to live in this way of Torah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes out of his shell and the world is illuminated by the sunlight of redemption. And this is just the beginning of, um, of Torah Aleph. Again, I'm not saying anything here. I'm just reading the words of, of the Rebbe. Let's get the Torah down. 
let's chazer between this week and next week, these two, first two pieces. By the time we finish the Torah, you should have gone over it, and I should have gone over it so many times that we mamish have it, and then we'll be able to take it apart and, and put it back together. So why, why was there so much controversy? Why was there not going to reject it? So what just happens if the ultimate... You should have found the chayr and the ultimate So if it's such a chayr in Udom, unless the, the part is not to be chayr with them, I'm assuming you can somewhere, I don't know what's going Rabbi Nachman spoke a lot about, about his snagdus to tzaddikim. And it seems to be that there's a different cheshben by snagdus to tzaddikim. And it seems to be that Adarab, the chain of the tzaddik, is so great that the Rebbe said, if the world would hear one of my mamarim with its song and a dance, thank you so much, Mayor, he said the world would be battle. I mean, it, it, it's not the time yet. The Shabbal Zayda told the Hasidim, you know, Tal Rabbi Nachman, like I mentioned, we love him very much. He came to the world 200 years too early. Rabbi Nachman is, is trying to mamish bring the world to the Tikkun. So there needs to be a commensurate klipa, a Samach Mem, which is all the maniyas, both in the world at large and the Jewish world Bifrat. It's got to be maniyas to it. But Adarabah, it's, 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 the, it's the biggest raya as to the Rebbe's essential chain. Yeah. What's that? And Begashmi should have had a chen. Begashmi, we know that he did have a chen. Certainly. When Nassim describes Rabbi Nachman the way that he looked, his Yishav Adas, his dancing, you know the story of you know the story of the of the Apikarsin that he was Makar. Oh, there you go. Right. Think life. about that chen. That's a that's a story. Okay, Chavah, let's let's say it's Makar. Ashreinu, Ashreinu, Ashreinu. Phantom, his son, Ashreinu. Apikarsin.